Welcome to Get Connected. This is the first episode of our new podcast. Each week on the podcast, we read out aloud stories from National Seniors Australia's weekly email, Connect. This podcast is for people who have a preference to hear stories read out loud rather than on a screen. My name is Jim Campbell. How to get the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. 44,000 retirees are about to become eligible for the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. Here is what you get and how to get it. The Commonwealth Seniors Health Card is a federal government concession card for low-income, self-funded retirees. The primary benefit is that it provides access to cheaper medicines through the Pharmaceutical Benefit Scheme, or PBS. In some cases, you may get a concession rate at your local GP, subject to their discretion. However, there are also some concessions available to Commonwealth Seniors Healthcare Card holders from state and territory governments. To get the card, you must meet the residency requirements, be of age pension age, and meet an income test. As a result of the election, the income test threshold will increase, which was a promise of both major parties. After some delays, the income test limits passed through Parliament on the 26th of October 2022. The income test limits were increased to 90000 for single people, up from $61,284, and $144,000 for couples, up from $98,054. An additional 44,000 retirees can apply for the card in the coming fortnight as it is given royal assent by the Governor-General. The card entitles you to cheaper prescription medicine, those listed under the PBS are subsidised by the federal government, bulk bill doctor visits at the discretion of the doctor, access to the extended Medicare safety net concessional benefit. This gives you a better Medicare refund for any out-of-hospital costs during a calendar year. The 2022 threshold amount for out-of-pocket hospital costs is $717.90. If you exceed this, you will be refunded 80% of the amount of the EMSN benefit caps for hospital services. More information at the Medicare website. Additional concessions from state and local governments, depending on where you live, these concessions can lower your electricity and gas bills, property and water rates, healthcare costs and public transport fares. By far, retirees with a card in Western Australia get the most benefit from state concessions, receiving a whopping $1,600 in concessions. How do you get one? The Commonwealth Seniors Healthcare Card is not automatically issued. Unlike the Pensioner Concession Card, you must apply. To get the card, you must be of pension age, on the age pension, or earning below the income threshold. Unlike the age pension, there are no asset thresholds for a Commonwealth Seniors Health Card, but some of your assets will be deemed to earn income, which is included in your income assessment. Unlike the age pension, the eligibility test for the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card does not include an assets test, but it does use some of your assets to estimate your income. Accessible income under the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card Income Test includes a combination of actual income and deemed income. Actual income is adjusted taxable income, which comprises of taxable income, target foreign income, total net investment losses, employer-provided benefits, and reportable superannuation contributions. You can check with Centrelink when the changes have taken effect. Now moving on to our next story. 
New grandparents riding a baby surge. If predictions are true, many more grandparents will hear the pitter-patter of tiny feet, but not for long. We started paying attention to population figures back in the 1970s. The 1973 Hollywood science fiction film, Soylent Green, articulated the new unease. It told the story of New York in the year 2022, when the population had swollen to an unbelievable 80 million People lived on the streets and lined up for their rations of water and soil and green, a high-protein foodstuff allegedly made from plankton cultivated in the seas. But is it really? Since then, population debates have been wrapped up in politics, demographics, environmental issues, racism and women's rights. It is an issue of confounding paradox where we fear a dystopian, overpopulated, soil and green world of wall-to-wall people. But global fertility rates are in decline, as people have children later, when human reproductive fitness seriously declines. In Australia, there is a mini-baby boom. Fertility rates, which refer to the number of children born, rather than the ability to have children, are at, three, are at a three-year high. The latest Australian Bureau of Statistics data shows the fertility rate rose to 1.7 babies per woman last year, with 310,000 births after the nation reported a record low birth rate of 1.59 in 2020. Good news for older Australians wanting to be grandparents, yes, but researchers say it's just a post-COVID-19 bounce and will not last. Though women aged 30 to 34 continue to have the highest fertility rates, the number of mothers aged 35 to 39 has doubled, and the rate of women aged 40 to 44 having babies has nearly tripled in the past three decades. Leading fertility expert John Aiken reported that we are amid a fertility disaster, with more women in the workforce choosing to become mothers later in life, leaving them to rely on IVF. Additionally, there is a global drop in sperm counts. The average age of women in IVF clinics is 37, and occasionally IVF is not successful, a crucial factor. It is an unsustainable population, and it is not surprising that the aged care system is suffering, as there are more elderly people, Dr. Aiken said. It is a global population paradox. This month, humanity will add its 80th billion member. Humans have quadrupled in number in less than a century. Researchers say the speed of population growth has already plateaued and forecasts a significant decline. The global fertility rate has been dropping since 1964. The average number of births per woman has decreased from 5 births to just under 2.5. Since 1960, we have added billions at stable intervals of about 1 every 12 to 14 years. The UN Population Division projects that those intervals will get longer after billion number eight, and humanity will hit its peak by the end of the century at just under 11 billion. Extremely populated countries, China and India, both 1.4 billion now, could shrink to 500 million and 1 billion respectively. Good fertility and population policies are needed. That is the message from the Commonwealth Centre of Population and the Australian National University. Their report explains the impacts of policies on fertility and blames the decline on modern life. Many individuals' preferences for the desired number of children are higher than the number of children that people eventually have, suggesting there are barriers to having children. Among the top five considerations of Australians in having children are the cost of raising children, the security of their or their parents' jobs, 
the cost of housing, having someone to love, and age. Is there a solution? The report concludes that supportive family policies are needed to stop a rapid decline in our fertility, given the new Australian norm to have both parents involved in paid work while raising the children. The report suggests the following policies to support families and provide stability for childbearing and child rearing. Financial support, increase government financial support to reduce the cost of having children. Parental leave, reducing child rearing costs, including career opportunities and lost income. The report observes that the uptake of parental leave by fathers has been low. Childcare, enhanced childbearing by increasing work-family compatibility, assisted reproductive technology to counter the increasing proportion of women finding it difficult to get pregnant. We now move on to our next story. The following article is written by National Seniors contributor John Austin. Why you should not hold cash at home. No, it isn't safer to keep your money at home instead of the bank. There are all sorts of reasons that that thinking is flawed. On clearing out my father's closet, we found $15,000 in cash and a note, written before he died, that it was for a rainy day. The notes were stuffed in the pockets of his old raincoat. My father had planned for the worst, typically prudent of a generation that lost so much to man-made disasters. Hiding cash in the home is not unusual for older Australians. The main reasons are the belief that banks are not safe and governments will take money from the bank which lingers from previous generations hurt by the Great Depression. How much cash can you have at home? There are no laws limiting the amount of cash you can keep at home. This makes sense as many businesses, especially retail stores, keep large amounts of money with them, merely as floating cash. So why would you not, a homeowner, be allowed to do the same? You may need it for something important. While researching this article, I came across many views about why we should not take advantage of this. Burglary was the main one but one I would never have thought of was the police getting the wrong impression. If the police visit your home during a neighbourhood raid, substantial amounts of cash are often linked to illegal activities, and you could be investigated for money laundering, or worse. Topping that was the antidote that not all police officers are trustworthy, and some may decide to pocket the cash. So why would you allow this to happen? I never thought of that either. Inflation bites. If you think hoarding cash at home protects your savings, think again. The banks are not the problem, inflation is. Inflation currently sits at more than 7%. If that holds until June 2023, it will mean that every dollar you hoard will have lost 18% of its value in just three years. Savings interest rates are rising, and although they are not keeping pace with inflation, depositing into savings and term accounts provides some growth and stems the inflation-induced bleeding. Hoarding cash to stop Centrelink from tracking your assets and preserving your pension does not work. It is called fraud, and Centrelink has considerable resources to interrogate and monitor your pension assets and income situation. The penalties for committing fraud when reporting to Centrelink range from 12 months to 10 years imprisonment. If you obtain a Centrelink benefit by deception, a prison sentence is an outcome, and you may be liable for the 10-year maximum sentence. Creation Wealth Senior Financial Advisor Andrew Zibik recently told the true story of an elderly gentleman who moved into a nursing home. His family cleaned up his house and disposed of some old paint tins in his shed. He had $100,000 of cash in the paint tins and the family threw it all out, Zibik says. 
He says some people hold piles of cash without considering options, such as fixed income, which may be an inflation-beating solution for them. A lot of people do not realize that they may be able to make non-concessional contribution to super. Every fund has low-risk options, and you can get a better return for not an exceptional amount of risk. For our next story, we look at what has been killing Australians. Here are the leading causes of death in the past year, and COVID-19 was not in the top 20. To start with, no one died of Australian spider bites last year. There were 171,469 registered deaths in Australia last year, up 10,169 from the previous year. But we are reminded this was due to the pandemic and the many lockdowns, which may have stopped us from getting into harm's way and contracting the usual list of diseases. Until age 85, more men died than women died. However, after that age, more women than men died, possibly reflecting the larger female population aged 85 plus. The five leading causes of death. These were the same from 2020 to 2021. Coronary artery disease, damage or disease in the heart's major blood vessels, dementia including Alzheimer's, cerebrovascular disease, conditions that affect blood flow in the brain, malignant neoplasm of trachea, bronchitis and lung cancer, chronic lower respiratory disease including asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. In terms of COVID-19 deaths, most of the deaths at the time occurred during the delta wave of the pandemic, which began in mid-2021. There were 1,122 deaths due to COVID-19 registered in 2021. 98.9% occurred during the delta wave of the COVID-19 pandemic from July to December of 2021. The ABS did not receive information on specific variants of COVID-19, and this information is based on the date of death only. COVID-19 was the 34th leading cause of death. There were a further 31 people who died of other causes, e.g. cancer, with COVID-19 as a contributor cause of death. Only two people died from the flu last year. Did you know you are nine times more likely to die from iron deficiency anemia than from contact with venomous animals or plants? Men are over three times more likely to die from transport accidents than women. 168 people died from transport accidents. If we look at men and risky behavior, men are more likely to die from risky behavior compared to women. Three men died from falling out of a tree, five men died from animal attacks, and 21 men died from falling out of a moving boat and drowning. Dogs and lightning are also on the list. You are four times more likely to die from a dog bite than being struck by lightning, although the risk of either is low. Four people died from a dog bite, and only one person died from being struck by lightning. One woman died from fainting, two women died from contact with hot tap water, and four women died from contact with hot heating appliances, radiators, or pipes. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you found value in the news stories presented, there is more information about National Seniors Australia on our website at www.nationalseniors.com.au. There you can find more news stories like these, along with information about our advocacy work for older Australians and about the value of becoming a member of National Seniors Australia. We'll be back next week with another Get Connected podcast. Until then... <laughs>